Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rerun Shuffle, the podcast where we hit shuffle on Comfort TV. Uh, this is now our 10th episode. We broke into the double digits. Number 10. So if you're st- just starting here, uh, make sure to visit uh, viewpointsonline.org or search for the Viewpoints Network on Anchor FM or Spotify and check out our other episodes. My name is Tim Album Comfort Guy. You <laughs> see, um, that is in reference to uh, we had a Halloween party and um, our uh, managing editor, uh, Daniel Hernandez, was uh, taking pictures all over the place with uh, this uh, this like Fujifilm instant Polaroidy kind of camera. Yeah, we both we we both brought our uh, our Fujifilm Instaxes. Well, it was Daniel's was actually uh, his sister Jules's uh, mm. Instax. But yeah, we were having fun with that. Yeah, taking pictures left and right, and um, yeah, there's a few <laughs> pictures of me that I'm now in possession of. That um... <laughs> so nobody else will ever see them. <laughs> <laughs> they've, been, they've been destroyed. <laughs> no, but yeah, they. Um, I, I I've, I've got if, if anybody's ever like never like seen me in. in, in in your life, run on like a picture or anything. Um, and I've got I've got a little bit. I got a little bit of like a like a kind of messy kind of messy kind of haircut. <laughs> Hair is a little bit curly. Um, I wear a blue jean jacket around with buttons on it, and it's um, pretty cool. There and yeah, the, so the, the, there, there's a few pictures of me, you know, like drinking, like like like, like drinking the last of a out of a bottle of Angry Orchard or something like that. <laughs> and um, yeah, it looks a lot like the cover of an alt rock album. <laughs> and that's why I dubbed Tim Nacy the album cover guy. I mean, yeah, it's like one of the like what, it, it, it's like a band that like all their song titles are lowercase and like references to obscure movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but aside from being, I guess, an album cover model now, um, am, I'm the multimedia I'm the multimedia editor uh, here at Viewpoints, and I am the host of uh, quite a few podcasts, and uh, probably number. probably more soon. Yeah, we're 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 brainstorming. Yep, I uh, just dropped another idea in the chat the other day, so uh, maybe we'll see that next semester. We'll find out. I'm actually Daniel's really excited about that that last one you mentioned. Um, oh right. It's my turn. <laughs> who, who are you again? <laughs> who am I? I don't know. I think I have a on like what is it called? Apologies. Have we met? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> um, I am Leo Cabral. They them pronouns. I am the editor in chief at Viewpoints. I'm a queer, transmasculine, non-binary multimedia journalist, and I <laughs> I like to consume shows so quickly that my brain kind of just uh, becomes oversaturated, and I just dissociate through everything, and then I forget what I watched like a week later. I feel you. I've been kind of I've been kind of that way with movies lately. I mm. um, last Friday I went to a late show to see uh, the French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Oh right. And then like I turned around and that next morning I was there to see uh, Last Night in Soho. And then I went to our Viewpoints Halloween party right yeah, after. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. You were telling us about that. I'm like this man really is on top of his movies. <laughs> and what's funny is we actually didn't end up doing the 6x6 theater episode this week. Shameful. Yeah, we're going to end up doing a we're going to end up doing a like a like a super packed episode next week. Okay, cool. So it's going to be pretty wild. Yay. All right. So maybe uh, so before we get into our main episode, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching. What have you been watching, Leo? Ooh. So, um uh, <laughs> it's been pre- it's press week again. Yay. Uh, yeah. It happens every 14 days, everybody. If you didn't know that, I, I, act, I act like I know, but like I'm multimedia editor, so I'm just kind of like everybody's <laughs> freaking out about press week, and I'm just like over here. <laughs> you, every every week is kind of like your press week because you're al- you're always producing, you're always um, involved in um, publishing and recording uh, podcasts and stuff. So yeah, that's the bizarre thing about being multimedia editor is that yeah, you feel like you're doing nothing. 
but you have to remember that yeah you're just like constantly you're just it's con- a constant con- constantly stream. constantly doing things got to be chasing people that you it almost feels it's at certain points like I'm basically like editor in chief of my own publication next to our publication like I'm like yeah. I'm like I'm like viewpoints next door neighbor <laughs> <laughs> I hear a sitcom coming on <laughs> Um, no, yeah, definitely. Multimedia. It's it's brand. It's pretty, pretty new. Um, it's cropped up in the last couple semesters. So, uh, yeah, Viewpoints is growing. So we've been trying to smoothly incorporate things, but things haven't been going super smoothly. So, yeah, here's um, yeah, once, you, once you hit midterms, it just it just happens. Things get out of sync. We've, yeah. we've had a we, we, we had we, we all had to take basically a week off mm. because uh, our advisor was on vacation. Oh, yeah. And then midterms. Ha- or, well, midterms happened first. Then the vacation happened. Yeah. And just now everybody's like in disarray. Everything's a little thrown off. Everybody is so lost when the newsroom is closed, though. It's so funny. Everybody's scattered across RCC campus. And it's just I don't know. I, I completely understand. I stay home and I sleep in and I'm like, something doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, anyways, what I have been watching. Um, so last week we started talking about Futurama and it gave me the bug to watch Futurama. So um, I started a whole new Futurama rewatch last week. Um, season one, episode one. Sometimes I usually start from uh, like second or third season because for a while I didn't think the first season was that great. But <laughs> looking back on it, I'm loving it. There's, there's some really good stuff in that first in that first season. Yeah. And guess what? I had stopped watching for a couple days because of the Halloween party and, um, and press week. So um, it turns out I stopped right at the at today's episode. Oh, yeah. So I, I didn't have to look for it. I just looked at my Hulu and I'm like, oh, my God, it's the episode we're watching. Perfect. It's funny because you're like, we'll, we'll we'll get into it later. But yeah, I, I, I picked this episode just solely because it contains my favorite Professor Farnsworth moments. <laughs> and just because I want to do that voice. <laughs> I that's love the main, reason, the main reason I picked it up. <laughs> I love it. Um, but that's all I've been really watching. Um, what have you been watching, Tim? Um, so yeah, we will get back to Futurama in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Well, not really because it's the title of the it's episode. The, if you... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you should be you should be you should be doing the assignments, you know. Like we 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 we, we let you know days in advance what we're watching, so mm-hmm. you can watch it with us. And, we uh, usually if not, try if to. If you're not watching with us, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> turn the show off. Go watch the episode. Do it come right, back. guys. Then you'll be welcome here, and only then. Actually, stop listening here. Pause it, and then come back, and then yeah, we'll yes. we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, so yes, I've been a little bit I've been a little bit frazzled too. Uh, a lot of movies I was I was trying to catch up on. There were two two of my most highly anticipated movies of the year came out came mm-hmm. out last week, and I <laughs> wanted to see them in the same weekend. You are a wild man. Uh, they were so good though. They're both so good. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so but but what I have been watching week to week, and uh, the second episode just came out. Uh, after another indefinite hiatus, uh, Larry David he basically does the show whenever he feels like it. Uh, at this point, like it was it was off the air for like eight years for a while, oh. and then it came back for two seasons, and then it was off the air for two years, and then it came back now. Dang. It's so strange. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. It's pretty wild. Um, Wish I could do. Curb that. your enthusiasm is back. Uh, for anyone unfamiliar, uh, Curb is a show on HBO that centers on Larry David, who is the writer and producer behind Seinfeld, uh, playing a fictionalized and just extremely rude version of himself. <laughs> uh, he's a crabby old man. Um, maybe that's not the best way to put it. I mean, he, I mean, he is, but it's not like he's like super old fashioned, and and he's 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 actually a very like progressive progressively-minded guy. Uh, he just has a very specific view of the world and how it should operate, and uh, it's usually at odds with everyone around him. He locks horns with a lot of people. I remember what I said when we watched that episode at the Halloween party. I think I said he kind of reminds me of our old full-time advisor, um, Professor Lovelace. 
I hear stories about that guy bit. all the time. I, I'm I'm a fairly new addition to Viewpoints. I I um I was here for our our, our remote semester. You uh, showed up spring. right after the semester after he retired. Then oh wow yeah so yeah I've never I've never I've never run into him and I think um I actually took the day off the day he came to visit so I have <laughs> never I've never I've never met this person never seen uh, any pictures of this person, uh, <laughs> but his he casts a massive shadow over this newsroom. Yeah, it, not a day goes by that Lovelace isn't mentioned. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's endearing. It's in an, in an endearing way, of course. We always uh, reminisce about him, but yeah, sorry. Anyways, Tim, go on. Uh, so I've always described uh, Curb Enthusiasm as kind of like a social horror movie. Um, yeah, it's that's... basically what if every little bit of anxiety, especially socially, that you ever felt in your life uh, was justified? Um, what if, like, <laughs> no. you know, there's a slow guy walking in front of you in the hallway, you know, you're trying to get to the restroom. And you, you know, do you do kind of like an awkward pass on him, and it turns out, oh, the guy's got a disability. Mm. And when you and so you go to the restroom, when you come out, he's waiting for you to confront you about being a jerk. Yay! All all that all that stuff all that stuff happens in the show. There's like just this really this really this really great episode where it's just super super weird nebulous awkward situations where like um, there's one where Larry's out um, Larry, um, Larry is out uh, with out to lunch with somebody, and his food comes first. Mm. And, um, you know, they, they go through, like, the usual niceties. Oh, you don't mind, do you? And usually people say, no, no, go ahead. Mm-hmm. In this case, the guy says, oh, no, no, could you wait? Oh. <laughs> and it's, like, super awkward. And he's like, like oh. but I've got hot food. <laughs> like, can, can I eat the hot food? It's probably it's probably too hot to eat anyways. Come on, you can wait a, a minute or two. But, yeah, they, they, they get into this awful back and forth oh, 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 over, over that, over that, over that, like, dispute. And, you know, there's, 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 there's two sides to it. That's kind of what the show is just about. It's just, like, these, these, these social disagreements we have and the societal ideas that are just kind of put in place for no reason. And Larry David likes <laughs> to fight with those. And sometimes he comes off a little bit heroic. Other times he comes off as a maniac. Yeah. Um, and you never really, <laughs> like, like uh, at the Halloween party, actually, we watched uh, the Halloween episode of Cover Enthusiasm where mm-hmm. there were two teenage, like, late teenage girls. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, who, 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 who <laughs> came without now. costumes asking for candy and Larry refused. And they end up TPing his house and he freaks out and goes to the police. And then he yells at the other, at, at the other cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, you're, trying to, you're, trying, you're trying to relate to me as a bald man? No, you shaved your head. You're not, you're not a, we don't consider you members of bald community and i'm i was sitting there awkward because i shaved my head skin bald just a few weeks ago <laughs> larry david has no respect for you Leo. he has no respect for me and you know what that's okay i have no respect for him <laughs> uh, what's really cool about this show though is that it's uh, almost entirely improvised uh, no the scenes, way the scenes and the scenarios are all, are all written in a broad way like the actual like shape of the episode is 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 is, is, is kind of like drawn out at the beginning in like a structural fashion uh-huh uh, but the actors are just allowed to goof around and play um, <laughs> and to find the actual dialogue as they go. So, like, the conversations feel super real in a lot of cases. And um, as someone who gets frustrated when, like, you know, quote, smart comedy series need to show you how smart they are, I get frustrated. Oh, you I, mean, like, the Big Bang Theory? Stuff like that. Although, although, although I don't, that, that, that's a different thing, uh, Big Bang Theory, because mm. Big Bang Theory is, like, silly, dumb, two-and-a-half-men comedy mm. that just says big words. That's I like hate a it. different thing. It's I've, so annoying. I watched I watched one episode of that show on a plane one time because that was literally the only thing that was even slightly of interest on. And even then, I thought this is just okay. I, I don't, think you I don't, were in hell. I don't, I don't ever need to see any more of this. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, so so it's all it's all very improvised. And like you know, in a lot of the times, the reactions are real. 
Uh, nothing beats at all in the show when someone says something to Jeff Garland, who plays uh, Jeff Green, who's uh, Larry's agent. Um, even when he says something to him, and he just totally loses it. Like, <laughs> like, like, like Jeff Garland has the best laugh. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm is a show that I wish we could do on this podcast, but it's R-rated quality in a lot of, in a lot of cases, and especially my favorite episodes. Um, it's so deeply embedded in its DNA. The stuff they get into is so gross and so like profanity laden and stuff that there's like no way we could like tiptoe around stuff and make it appropriate for a respectable publications such as this. Man, <laughs> when we were watching it on Halloween, I was like, oh, okay, I see exactly oh, what you mean. It's, yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is very dirty. Yeah, just anybody out there, I, I, I will not spoil it. There's an episode called The Doll. Watch The Doll. The ending, the end, the ending, the ending is like the best um, representation of Larry David's writing style of all time because the, 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 the thing that Larry David is really is really good at doing, and, and part of what makes this show so fascinating, is that it's only structurally written, mm-hmm. but um, he still manages to like tightly pull all the plots together. Like like in in the best episodes, all of the different disparate elements of the episode, and a lot of and a lot of times, like it feels like Larry David just it feels like Larry David shorts. Like he's like he's like just getting into little vignettes. He goes to. He goes to he goes to he goes to the grocery store and there's uh, and there's and there and there and there's somebody who has been through some trauma recently from a battered women's shelter and she's standing in front of the refrigerator with the ice cream that he wants oh. and they won't let him past. Oh. And yeah, he gets in he gets into little misadventures like that and he gets into fights with people. Um, and in a lot and in the best episodes, um, all of those little vignettes will little elements will pick up. And at the end, they'll all just collide at once oh, at, the, at, at the very end. And, and just the ending, it's just, it's cleverly written. It's incredibly disgusting and wrong. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> just, it's, 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 a, it's a masterclass of, of, of comedy writing. And I, just, I love it so much. Yeah, I, I can't remember what the season code is, but watch, but watch, uh, but watch the doll. Uh, but yeah, and, and there's also like a, and, and, and I, I really would love to explore some of the character dynamics, especially where, when it comes to, um, like Larry's close friend group, which believe it or not, he has. He has friends. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> um, a, a lot of his friends are like the, the 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 people who really put up with them are like just as big a scumbags as he are, if not as he is. That makes if, sense. If, if not, if not worse, like like um you know yeah in, in the episode you saw Leo at the Halloween party, mm-hmm. um you don't we don't really get into it, but Jeff is a monster like 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 he he like he like without any reservation at all cheat constantly cheats on his wife no, no. oh yeah and and there actually something came to light in just this last episode that um is incredibly dark and um that that, that 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 gets into his whole thing and it makes perfect sense that like even though larry like screws him over constantly he doesn't have he never has the high ground Huh. Same with uh, J- um, JB Smoove is also in the show as a, as as his, as a, as kind of like his roommate Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, there's like all these people and like and like it's 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 really strange because like they'll get into like these huge fights, like fights that in real life would end friendships, but like they always like reset them to zero because you know that now there's an understanding. They know that yeah, I you, you screwed me over. I'll probably screw you over in the future. I've screwed over many people. I definitely don't think I'm a better person than you. And honestly, I'm probably not gonna find any. I'm probably not gonna find any other friends that'll put up with me. So like. Like, they have this like horrible toxic dynamic, kind of like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh and my it's, um, goodness! It's 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 a, it's a dark show, but if you can really let loose and just and just and just and just enjoy the depravity, it's hilarious. It's one of the it, it's the hardest I laugh at TV, <laughs> and I'm Man. sure I'm sure our advisor Matt would agree. 
Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure Matt also loves this show. Um, wow. Uh, well, I guess birds of a feather flock together, or whatever they say, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into our uh, our main feature. All right. Oh wait, no, not main feature. That's that's for six by six. Uh, this ah. is our <laughs> <laughs> too many podcasts. I'm telling you, man, they're starting to mix. They're starting to bleed in together. What our are we main, watching today? Our main, what did oh, yeah, we watch we, today? We, uh, so yeah, for we, today, we watched uh, season one, episode six of Futurama. Uh, a fish full of dollars. Uh, just a little bit of background, real quick, Futurama, because actually this this shows this show's kind of had a wild story. Yeah, it has. Uh, so Futurama. It's a sitcom created by Matt Groening, best known as the creator of one of my all-time favorite just things, mm-hmm. The Simpsons, and uh, David X. Cullen, who's a prolific a prolific producer and writer. He's worked on stuff like Beavis and Butthead and The Simpsons, and he's also one of the head producers on uh, Grading's current show on Netflix, uh, Disenchantment. Have you watched that? Uh, not caught up. But oh, I, I, I'm caught up. I, 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 people were really rough on that show when it first started, and I was like, "Wow, this is basically." I, I mean, I mean, I wanted it to be more like fantasy Futurama, uh, like, like I, I didn't need the serialized elements to it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, I'm enjoying myself with that show. Good. Um, so I, the, my first watch through, I was over in Arizona with my dad, and like I wasn't really paying attention to it really because there's so much kind of commotion goes on at my dad's. Um, he's a He's a new, he's a once again new dad. He has a four-year-old right now. And his uh, girlfriend, fiance, future wife situation. They're all over the place. They're loud. They're all over the place and they're really loud. And um, I tried watching Disenchantment. And at first I was like, nah, I'm not vibing with this. But then I gave it another shot. And oh my God, with like brand new eyes and without all the distractions and the noise, it's so much better. Princess, uh, Princess Tiabini, my favorite lead female character, cartoon character in a while. Honestly, honestly, their whole, their whole, um, their whole, their whole, their whole, their whole main group. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're all, they're all great. I actually, I'm blanking on. No, Lucy, Lucy is his name. The, I um, love Eric, Lucy. Eric, Eric Andre, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Eric, Eric, Eric Andre plays Lucy. Um, there's Elfo. Yeah, I would say Lucy is my favorite. Lucy, Lucy's pretty great. Yeah. I love demons. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I love the show from the start. I haven't really, I haven't really caught up with it. But um, I, think, I, think, I think, I think, I will soon. I've been, yeah, I, I, I really greatly enjoyed myself with it. I, I don't think it reaches like the Simpsons. Or, well, few things are going to reach the Simpsons levels of genius. Yeah. Um, you know, Futurama comes close, but I still don't like it as much as I like the Simpsons. I really, I think I like, the, I like Futurama more than I like the Simpsons. Mm. <laughs> Podcast over. Podcast you over. Fight? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the door's open. Let's go outside. <laughs> no, I, I, I can definitely see where you come from on that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Futurama has had a little bit of a tumultuous history, mm-hmm. as I said. Wild story. Uh, it originally ran on Fox from 1999 to 2003. Uh, very few people cared, and it was canceled. Yeah. Uh, much like uh, Family Guy, around the same time, um, Adult Swim on Cartoon Network uh, picked up the rerun rights and uh, revised and revived a lot of interest in it. Uh, that led to the production of four direct-to-DVD movies, which were released between 2007 and 2008. Uh, those are now available. You, you, you can see these movies now. Uh, there's a little bit of extra. There's a little bit of extra content added to them. Some 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 new scenes, some new context, and they're split into like uh, three or four episodes each. Mm-hmm. And you can and you can see that as uh, season five on streaming services. You'll you'll notice that you'll notice that there's like part one, part two, part three, part four. Because and, and and Futurama usually doesn't serialize like that, so those Normally, are those yeah. are those are the movies. Yeah, like uh, Bender's Big Score and all that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in 2009, Comedy Central properly revived the series, where it ran until 2013. 
That's a good um, aside, aside aside from that, uh, there you know, there's a uh, there's a video game on the PS2. Uh, there is a mobile game like a city builder. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a city builder mixed with an RPG. It's kind of neat. I I, I, I like I really, that. I I I I got, I got bored with it after a while, oh, but I was kidding. but I was enjoying myself for a while. But uh, there's also a crossover episode with The Simpsons. I, I haven't, haven't seen. seen that. Oh. And uh, there's also an audio drama episode that they did a few years ago. I think it was in conjunction, actually, with uh, Worlds of Tomorrow, the mobile game, which I haven't heard yet. Huh. Okay. Uh, it centers on an average guy named uh, Philip J. Fry, who is, quote, accidentally, because, yeah, that, that's a whole thing, no spoilers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we definitely get into that. There's, there's, there, 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 there's more than meets the eye to this. Yeah, I saw you had written accidentally in the outline, and I, I was like, um... <laughs> I, no, I, no, I noticed you added that, yeah. Okay. And I was like, you know what, you got a point. Uh, he is cryogenically frozen on New Year's Eve 1999, and he wakes up in 2999 on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Exactly 1,000 years, years later, and most of the series takes place in the year... Oh, well, you know, it the, starts in the year. 2000. It starts in the year two thousand. Yeah, uh, he goes to work for uh, Planet Express, which is a delivery company run by Doctor Hubert J. Farnsworth, mm-hmm. who is his distant nephew. His distant nephew, and he's yeah. super old. It's his great, great, great. Actually, I'm not even. Gonna and, 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 and he, he dresses, dresses like an old man too. He's got he's, he's got his lab coat, but he's, over but pajamas. He's, like, over pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, it just follows the Planet Express crew. Um, yeah, there's the intern Amy Wong. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Bender Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Bender love his last Rodriguez. Name. I just love his last name. Echo in Mexico, man. <laughs> I'm like Bender is my is my. I don't know. He's he, he's just amazing. I love him. I vibe with him super hard. I just I just always find I just, I just always find it kind of funny. Like just like when somebody's just like randomly got like a Hispanic last name, like um Rick San, like Rick Sanchez and Rick and Morty. Yes, <laughs> like Bender Bender Rodriguez, Rick Sanchez. I'm like, where are the who who are these white Latinos? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah, and then you got you got Hermes, the uh, Hermes, the accountant uh, uh, slash bureaucrat, uh, Zoidberg, ship doctor. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. There's 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 quite a few of them. I'm probably forgetting right now. Leela, the captain. Leela, how did I forget Leela? How do you I forget Leela? So bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Fictional character played by you, Al Bundy's wife. <laughs> you, <laughs> Al. Um, they actually do that. In an episode. I love that episode. <laughs> I knew you would. I was actually considering, like, should we have done that episode instead? <laughs> I, I'm actually not as familiar as you might think with Married with Children. I, I, mm-hmm. I watched I, I watched one episode recently of Married with Children, and um, that ended with, like, um, Al having sex with his wife with, like, super rape vibes. And I was like, ooh, I don't, ah. I don't like this. That's not funny. <laughs> Just wow. Okay. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was not. I was. I was. I was. I was. I was not on board. I. I. I know it's probably like satirical a little bit, but certain there's certain lines I think that shouldn't be crossed. Yeah, like I don't know if it feels a little uncomfy. I don't know how how good it is. I don't know. And honestly, if you it, like like I I love I love my dark comedy like yeah. you know, Seinfeld. It's always saying Philadelphia Curb Enthusiasm. I love those shows, and I don't rattle easy. If you offend me, <laughs> you've probably crossed the line. <laughs> You've, you've, because you've Tim left has the line such low standards. Mind. No, I'm a monster. I'm I am an absolute I am an absolute inhuman monster. I've yet to see that side of you, Tim. <laughs> that side, the stuff, the stuff I laugh at sometimes. Mm. Like I'll 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 legit like sometimes watch like watch like slasher movies and like even like like non campy ones. Well, you and I'll see... still be laughing. <laughs> well, you saw me laughing at Chucky stabbing a guy like just a little bit ago. Well, that was that was that was campy. He was he was he was going at him with syringes. We're talking yeah. about Chucky episode four, by the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> that might have been a spoiler. I don't know, but whatever. It's, uh, it's, it's fine. It was a Chucky tiny, stabs somebody. Wow, spoiler. It's a tiny one, <laughs> and he, he bleeds a lot, like a weird amount. Like 
I, 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 don't, I don't understand how that worked. Um, but anyway, so um, let's get into the episode before we... Yeah, episode to... recap. <laughs> All right, so we open on the robot arms apartment building where Fry, who lives there in Bender's closet, which is actually a normal-sized apartment because robots prefer enclosed spaces. Before you get any further with that, um, I saw that, and immediately, as soon as I saw Bender <laughs> and his little closet, I was thinking about the times that I was living... Well, up until recently, I was living in an RV, and you know the 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 loft bed there's a loft bed and that's usually like an enclosed space above the the front the the front cabin mm-hmm. and it's it's like a coffin i'm bas- i was basically sleeping in a coffin oh god but i loved it i felt i was it was just amazing it was cozy it was like an enclosed space god i loved it so i see where these robots are i'd be i i, I swear to god if, if if i if i was in that spot i would be having buried alive nightmares all the time no oh my goodness no it was so soothing i just i felt so nice and like held by the darkness <laughs> and the and the walls like, like <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm like 100% claustrophobic, but like, yeah, like being, being, being like enclosed, being like in super enclosed spaces, I, I definitely get uncomfortable. Like, like of all things in the world, mm-hmm. one of the things that like in like in like horror related media, like horror adjacent media, that freaked me out the most was in uh, the book series Cirque de Freak. <laughs> really? Oh wait. Where, where, uh, where he gets, um, he get where the the main character gets turned, you have to get turned into a vampire. Uh huh. And um, in order to like, in order to, in order to sell his death, like his vampire like mentor, um, has to like has to like give him kind of like this like sleeping potion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they have to uh, they have to like and then slow down his heart rate to and fake his death. To, yeah, to fake his yeah. death so, he, so they can get so that they can get him away from his family. Mm. So that they so, he, so that they can go out and have vampire adventures. They made a movie about a movie adaptation of that, right? Yeah, they made yeah. And John C. Riley was the uh, right. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah, I. I I I I saw I saw I saw I saw I saw that movie and I was like yeah I, I would have liked to see a sequel kind of bums me out that that yeah. nobody cared. I read one of those books, but I don't think it was the first installment. Oh, I read the whole damn series. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, that 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 book series is my vibe in high school. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's kind of hard to find them all though because it, it's 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 a long book series. It's not like Harry Potter where there's like seven books and they're massive. Mm-hmm. They're all like normal sized books. And oh. there's like, and there's like, there's like, there's like eleven or something like that. Oh wow, that's a lot. There's a lot, but they they, they move they move quick. Yeah. Anyway, um, right. Sorry. <laughs> Back to <laughs> enclosed spaces. <laughs> um, so yeah, so 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 Fry wakes up and he he's awakened in the dead of night by the sounds of a uh, rhythmic squeaking coming from the neighbor's place. He pounds on the wall, telling him to to quiet down. And we pan over to see that there's two robots with springs for midsections uh, playing cards. Yeah. Uh, they oil up, apologize, <laughs> and I guess everything's fine. Um, cute theme song. I, you know, something I, I hardly ever like laugh at like little, at, like goofy little bits like this. But like, as a fan of old sitcoms, there's something really undeniably charming about like a classic cold open like this that connects to nothing. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> I was actually watching this with my sibling and my girlfriend, my sibling that's visiting from Arizona, and my girlfriend. So, oh god, we were all dying. It was great. So after the intro, uh, we cut to Fry, who has finally managed to get back to sleep. Uh, he's having a dream where he's in his underwear and hasn't studied for his ancient Egyptian algebra exam. <laughs> <laughs> the dream abruptly segues into a corny underwear ad for Lightning um, uh, for Lightspeed brand briefs. I would probably wear those for a cosplay or something. They're cute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day at work, Fry asks the Planet Express gang at the staff meeting uh, what this is all about, and it's revealed that it's now common practice for companies to uh, beam commercials into your dreams. Hmm. Uh, Professor Farnsworth demonstrates by injecting some kind of liquid into an egg, which explodes all over <laughs> Leela's face as <laughs> she looks done. I love that. I love her face. <laughs> I just love. I just love. I just love the. Um, I, just, I just. I just love this thing. Although in reality, it's not liquid, but gamma radiation. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's great. <laughs> so Fry's outraged by this idea. And he points out that back in the year 2000, companies only advertised on TV, radio, magazines, movies, at ball games, on buses, in milk cartons, t-shirts, bananas, and written on, and, and they write them on the sky. You do gotta love capitalism, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> we have we had no choice at this point. God, if, if only the writers of Futurama knew the extent that advertising would go to, the fact that like Amazon and Google would be listening to our conversations. I know, right? And use that to give us targeted ads. Hey, FBI man, um, can I get like cute snow boots for Christmas or something? Can you just, can you just send me some? Can you just send me some coupons? Like that that would help me. I don't. I wouldn't have any use for snow boots, but they sound cute. I'd be. I'd be. I'd be. I'd be okay with. I'd be okay with like with like some of the targeted ads if like sometimes they could be like, oh yeah, fifty percent off. Yeah, give me a deal if you're gonna target ad advertise at me. Because I'm. Yeah, I'm not. Be, I'm not being paid for my focus grouping. So. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. Ads. A targeted ad are also on your streaming services. I would really like to see. Um. Like a. Uh, maybe like a like a revamp of the show and see what they would do like like maybe okay so you know how Steven Universe did Steven Universe Future and that's only one season long and it's like Mm -hmm. 20 something episodes and it's like a follow up um, I would like to see like a one 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 series sp- like spinoff or or extension of the the Futurama universe where they kind of deal with some of the wild things that's going on on Earth right now. I like I know they already get into a lot of the things, that, the usual things, the mm-hmm. usual things like global warming, science, and you know the usual stuff that people are, have discourse over. But I want to see what they would do now. I, I definitely would like yeah. I, I, I like to update it because because I, I mean they were they were pretty they were pretty right on it mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I'll get into my thoughts on that later. Yeah. Um, so after a brief, brief conversation about the ethics of advertising, the gang almost reflexively uh, <laughs> runs off to the alien overlord and tailor department store to buy brand name merchandise at low, low prices. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why, but like, it kind of wrecked me when like there was like that. There was, they, 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 they mentioned it's like, oh, yeah, we, people advertise to us all the time, but we don't see us running off to buy merchandise at low, low prices. Pause and then, for like five long seconds. Long pause, Bender's like drumming his fingers on the table <laughs> and they all just run. Uh, I love it because it's like I I love this episode for its take on capitalism and the whole manufactured desire uh, concept. It's great. So they get down to the store and everybody splits up for a series of quick gags. Very Simpsons move. Mm -hmm. Um, Amy gets maced by the perfume by a perfume lady. Uh, Leela has a cosmetics lady tra- talk trash about her eye and ends yeah. up having some like clown makeup like welded to her face. Yeah, like, it, was, like, it was like done with a blowtorch. I was very confused. It was like a tiny little like lipstick blowtorch laser thing. I don't know. You have. I just, I just love how she looks in the mirror and she's like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, Fry discovers that he doesn't have enough money to buy the underwear he saw in his dream. The underwear of his dreams. Literally, yeah. Literally. I, um, I, I, love, I love when he's in the fitting room. For, for, first, first, first of all, when the guy says, oh, I can't let you open the package, but I can let you try the demo pair. It's so and it's disgusting. Like pale. He's holding with toys. God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I used to work in a, in a clothing store. I used to work in a women's clothing store. And my God, the people... The things people would do with clothes when they were trying them on is a nightmare of its own. Yeah. I that's terrifying. I yeah. hated working in that clothing store so much. Oh man. But yeah, um I just love I just love when Fry is in the uh, is in the, is in the, is in the dressing room and like yeah, and then like he looks in the mirror and he sees that he's like super buff. <laughs> and like two ladies come and they're like and they're like hanging off of his arm. And then, and then he all, he's all super excited. And he looks up and he sees there's a little there's a little placard on the corner of the mirror. It says "Objects in Mirror Less Attractive Than They Appear." 
And Fry's face when he reads that is like, hilarious aw. and like painfully relatable. <laughs> no. Don't even mention mirrors to me because like <laughs> I have because of my extreme gender dysphoria. Like I see a mirror and I'm like, oh, <laughs> my dysphoria is just screaming at me behind my eyes. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> Uh, when Fry is turned away at the register, uh, he catches a commercial starring the world's most huggable industrialist, mm. Mom. She's a robot oil magnet that also apparently owns the rights to uh, the, the the concepts of Mom, Love, and Screen Doors. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, I, I really, I really do feel like, um, and then this is something that hasn't. I, I've watched. I've, I've, I've been kind of like watching Futurama reruns off and on for 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 years. Yeah, same. It's never really, it's never really connected to me that. Um, I mean, I knew that obviously she was like a metaphor for big business, but I think she might actually be like a direct analog for Disney. It's a little veiled really? because she's not a because because she's not entertainment. She's in she's in like she's in like um like 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 manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Like she's in like in, in industrial stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, the huggable comments, the fact that you know she plays off of nostalgia and mm. and stuff like that, uh, the folksy tone, uh, the the her wide array of just exclusive trademarks mm-hmm. and her hair look, her look at her hair it, it's like a heart but I can see where like the Mickey Mouse I saw I, I saw I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw Mickey ears I oh I, I saw I a feel, heart <laughs> I feel like I, I, I feel I feel like maybe they're they're taking some shots at Disney mm, I mean I take shots at Disney all the time so <laughs> Um, it, the huggable industrialist thing also reminds me of the narratives that surround the bourgeoisie or like, you know, the billionaires of our day. Um, like how everyone thinks Elon Musk is like some genius, but he's just he just was born with a lot of wealth. And he yeah, there's is no able there's to... no evidence that he's actually built any of the stuff. Yeah, that... he does. He's not a scientist or an engineer who does these things with his bare hands. He just tells people, hey, make this robot. And people are like, oh, we'll try. <laughs> And and yeah, I definitely am definitely not in favor of that kind of like concentration of wealth. But I mean, like you do, it it, it is definitely a skill to have that kind of charisma and to be able to um and 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 and, and to be able to like ally yourself with these people who can get stuff done and be able to play the capitalistic game to that to that degree. It's definitely it definitely a lot. It definitely overlaps with evil skill, but or. Just mediocre middle-aged white men. Well, possibly, but also just knowing how to use that properly. <laughs> yeah. There's there there's got to be some some element of like super ruthless strategy to that. Yeah, I mean, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, everybody, I am not pro billionaire. I am poor as absolute hell, and I resent. <laughs> And I resent rich people to the ends of the to the ends of the earth. I mean, I mentioned that I lived in an RV a little bit earlier. I, it was a beat down RV. It wasn't even one of those like nice luxury RV. It was born in my dad's year. <laughs> I bought it for a thousand dollars. It was falling apart when I got it. I it barely made it to California. <laughs> so yeah, um, I am definitely anti billionaire. So yeah. Yeah, and it, it it is it is it is their fault in some ways, but in others, it's kind of the system's fault for allowing for 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 allowing them to get off scot free on taxes and stuff. Mm. Things would work a lot better if they could, you know, have to pay some bits. <laughs> I'm just getting hot and angry just thinking All right, about let's this move stuff. On, then. <laughs> I'm getting contentious in here. 
I mean, I, I, although we, we both agree, we're both mad. But yeah, no, we're yeah, gonna, absolutely. We're not going to start fighting. No, um, not like earlier. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, so meanwhile, Bender's been getting down to business with his shoplifting. Oh, uh, shoving yeah. cans of oil into a wool sweater that he clearly also stole. <laughs> I walked in with it. What are you talking about? <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> uh, a security drone that was following him around calls the police, who catch him in the act and take him to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, later at the police station, everyone pools their money to, uh, in an attempt to post Bender's bail. But they come up 50 cents short. It was $80. Yeah. <laughs> they have 75.50. And I like, too, that it was, like, random spare change, too. Like, there were, like, there were, like eight coins on the, like, eight coins on the, on the table, too. Like, God. you didn't have two quarters. Y'all don't know the struggle <laughs> until you've had to pay for things with pennies and nickels. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Humbling. <laughs> Humbling, for sure. So Fry goes to his old bank across the street and learns that his account from 1,000 years ago is not only still active, but has been accruing interest in all of that time. He now has a balance of $4.3 billion. Mm-hmm. I, I love the way they draw Fry's reaction to this. Like, this is like he's, his face is all squinted and he's just like... Eh, 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 Foaming eh, at the <laughs> mouth. His <laughs> face. <laughs> so Fry celebrates his newfound wealth by throwing money around like crazy. As you do, as one does. Spa days, a quote new apartment, it's, which is like it's it, it's an old building with original asbestos. Uh, authentic twentieth century <laughs> houses or apartments, I mean. Oh man, disgusting. And he also uh, and he also buys the Mona Lisa so mm-hmm. that he can use it as a skeet shooting target. <laughs> uh, he also takes everyone out for pizza, only to discover that his favorite topping, anchovies is extinct. It's implied that uh, Zoidberg's people had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And he and, admits it. <laughs> uh, and Zoid, if you're not if you're not familiar with Futurama at all, Zoidberg is the lobster monster with the tendrils for a mouth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 very he's he's, he's very awkward and very off-putting and people generally don't like he, him very much because he's the butt he's of the kind joke. Of a creep, yeah. Yeah. I love Zoidberg. What the heck? Come on. Sometimes sometimes he acts that way. I mean, like yeah. in certain episodes, that one that one where they go to his planet and he gets into a fight to the death with Fry. Well, that one that was just dumb. That was pure dumb masculine, toxic masculinity. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to an auction. Fry, uh, Fry goes to an auction. He's not Zoidberg. No, not Zoidberg. Fry, go, Fry goes to an auction and buys everything. Among them are Ted Danson's skeleton <laughs> because he's got a sitcom idea. <laughs> I thought of you. <laughs> you just knew I was busting up. I thought <laughs> I, I immediately saw that bit, and I was like, I wonder what Tim is doing right now. <laughs> and he also buys an antique Rock'em Sock'em Robots game for Bender, which scares the living crap out of him. Because the head, when they go I up, yeah. no! <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard there. And also, uh, he buys the last surviving container of angry Norwegian brand anchovies, <laughs> which Mom also has a very intense interest in. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, so Fry finds himself sinking further and further into a nostalgic cocoon. As, you know, billion, billionaires do. Yeah. I love I love this, um, the commercial that's on, the, 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 that's oh, on the that... tape that, um, the, the, it's for Pet- Petridge Farm. They didn't have, yeah. they didn't have the rights, but yeah, that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do you remember, do you remember a time when cookies came fresh baked out of the oven? Which is hilarious to me because it's supposed to be Petridge Farm and obviously, yeah. like, those were never fresh. No. <laughs> and then also, do you remember a time when women couldn't vote and certain folk weren't allowed on golf courses? Petridge Farm remembers. <laughs> And I'm like, all the billionaires, all the people with excess wealth, all the bourgeoisie sympathizers, 
and all the conservatives and such are probably nodding their head in the background in agreement like, yeah, I remember those good old that was, days. That was, that, was, that was good times. That was rad. That was <laughs> radical. <laughs> Groovy. So while he's doing that, uh, Bender and Leela come to check in on him uh, since he hasn't been to work in three days. Uh, they urge him to rejoin the world, but he brushes them off and asks them to leave. Mm. Of, of that bit where he's playing, where he, where, 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 where he says, it's time to get busy. <laughs> and he turns on uh, Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> and Leela turns it off, telling him, you can't just sit in the dark listening to classical music. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Imagine. Okay, so imagine a world, just imagine a world where Sir Mix-a-Lot is considered classical music. Or even, like, the Beastie Boys, which is, you know. Yeah, start, the, the, one, of the, one, of the, one of the Abrams Star Trek movies ripped off that joke. What? Yeah, um, Kirk Kirk starts Kirk starts playing uh, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Stop. And someone's like, is that classical music? Stop. <laughs> they just totally lifted this joke. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, um, Fry's in that typical scenario where excess wealth doesn't bring any happiness, and it especially doesn't bring back the uh, quote-unquote good old days. Yeah, as much as you want to pretend that it does. As much as you want to pretend that we can make America great again. Sweetie, it was never great. <laughs> what, what, what I kind of love about Fry, though, with this is that, like, you can see, you can see that he's not like a total egomaniac because um, he because 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 all he does is buy like specific like essentials to like make it look like his old life. He doesn't like fill up his apartment with all kinds of like fancy stuff. He buys That's specifically true. very nostalgic stuff. He has Ted Danson skeleton over in the corner. <laughs> he's got a boxy. He's got a boxy old TV, an eye cancer causing TV. Yeah, <laughs> as, as Bender, Bender says, Bender brings that up. Yeah. Um, a, a TV that that wouldn't be able to show us um, Amy's obscene tattoo. Which I, the. <laughs> the, the, the blur, yeah. The, with the. <laughs> The more HD our TVs get, it does get a little bit less blurry. But um, but no, it's, we still we still can't see it. The, we the, still that, can't that, that, see that joke it. didn't exactly age the best because um, it aged great for me. I don't know. I just, it's, it's it's because now now we've got the. I mean, we're not in the year three thousand or anything. But we no, don't we have, have our the... primitive twenty twenty first century technology. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe maybe I misread that, but um. <laughs> But um, but yeah, he he's like like he's he's not he doesn't buy all kinds of like fancy stuff. He just he just he just wants to put himself in this cocoon. So his apartment is actually like super empty. Yeah, aside from all the junk and like old comfort nostalgic things that he got that are just like placed here and there, but it looks like a regular apartment just furnished with like twenty twentieth century stuff. It, it it just shows you like what a generally like low key kind of sweet guy Fry is. Like he he's, yeah. he's super rich, but he doesn't like go over the top with it. Yeah, he's not being like a uh, you know Bezos out there trying to. You, you know, go into space with everybody's exploited labor. It's not like it's not like Parks and Rec with the 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 Lexus made of ro- uh, made of um the, the Lexus made of Rolexes. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Lexus made of Rolexes. It doesn't. It, uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's this thing. I think um I think um um Adam Scott's character was talking to Aziz Ansari's character and uh-huh. like and like Aziz, Aziz Ansari was telling him about the uh, the Rolexes. It's 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 a, it's a it's a Lexus made of Rolexes and you drive that around. <laughs> oh no, it doesn't drive. Then why would you want one? Ah, uh, to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, he 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 doesn't go super over the top. Yeah. Um. So, mom returns to her office defeated. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with her sons Walt, Larry, and Igner, mm-hmm. and uh, she reveals that her appearance is actually a suit. It's like a fat suit. Yeah. And like uh, a robotic one. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, she also reveals the reason she was pushing so hard to buy the anchovies is that their oil has the potential to lubricate robots permanently. 
All it would take was the, quote, wrong scientist mm. getting their hands on a sample to make her oil redundant and potentially put her out of business. So she gives a scenario, and that scenario that she paints is of the, of the quote, wrong scientist splicing DNA into, like, third world babies is about child labor and exploitation, by the way, in case you, y'all missed that joke. Yeah, kind of kind of kind of shows how kind of like messed up the world is because obviously obviously because obviously mom is definitely a form of bad guy. Yeah. But oh, even, she is a bad guy. No, definitely. No, but no, but I'm saying she's one form of bad guy. Oh, right. And then there's the rich form. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and then and then there's the there's the scientists who would use this to help the world. But right. They're kind of being another form of bad guy in the way they would go about it with putting it putting it in children. Yeah. Uh, so her plan is to bankrupt Fry, which mm-hmm. would force him to sell her the anchovies. Which, wow, this sounds familiar in our day and age, doesn't it? <laughs> Gentrification. So it turns out that uh, Fry revealed a vital clue as to his uh, account's PIN number. It's the price of a cheese pizza and a large soda at Panucci's, where he used to work. I just love he says that out loud. He's just like, always really saying... Oh, yeah, this gets more extreme as we go. He keeps repeating his... He, he repeats the fact that his PIN number is that... he just It's just a running gag because he's not subtle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Walt, Larry, and Igner uh, show up at Fry's apartment uh, posing as plumbers, only to immediately knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> what was the, the disguise for, guys? Literally. <laughs> so Fry wakes up in a crude recreation of his old pizza place where the boys uh, use Pamela Anderson's head, actually voiced by Pamela Anderson, uh, oh, I didn't is, know that. Yeah, yeah, oh, actually, yeah. The cool. Wikipedia said that that was actually that was actually a guest spot from Pamela Anderson. Nice. Uh, and which is uh, that that's that's a thing in uh, like 20, 20 and twenty first century celebrities. Uh, they're put into these little they're put into these little like fluid filled containers. If you're not familiar with Futurama, so oh right, the head. The it's head it, it's always like like you, you you get all kinds of, you get all kinds of like weird guest appearances. For, mm-hmm. Like you know, the Beastie Boys show up at certain yeah. points, and uh, I know the, there's there, there, there's a whole episode. Where the heads of the Star Trek crew are 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 um, are kidnapped and put on robot bodies. Where no fan has gone before is the name <laughs> of that episode, and I love that episode. They have, so they, have much. They, have, they have a lot of fun with that whole like heads in the jar thing. Yeah. Uh, the, so the scene is in and uh, so Pamela Anderson's head tank clearly still in a tank. Yeah. Is placed on. I, mean, I assume it's Igner's it's shoulders. Igner, yeah. <laughs> um, and it looks it looks terrible because like they they they, they put Igner in like an oversized turtleneck yeah. and they pull it over the they pull it over the nameplate. You can clearly see it's still it's still glass and her head's still not attached to anything and it's just kind of like tottering as 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 he walks. And Fry <laughs> is not batting a single <laughs> lash. But, yeah. The scene's incredibly awkward, but it all works out on on um it all it all works pretty well on Fry. Yeah. Who reveals his pin number explicitly? Like it wasn't just it wasn't just um 1077. He says that'll be 1077, just like my pin number. And it's like, <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so they knock Fry out again and dump him by his apartment building, having entirely cleaned out his bank account. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at the office, Leela and Bender asked, and this is, and this is the part I was talking about, my favorite my favorite Farnsworth moment. Um, they asked the professor if he has any idea why Fry went so crazy, and uh, and, and 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 yeah, and and, and um, Farns, Farnsworth Farnsworth tells them that madness madness <laughs> runs in our family. Why some have even called me mad, <laughs> and he's talking about like this dream he has of creating a race of atomic supermen with octa- 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 um, blood sucking beasts that. <laughs> <laughs> with octagonal shaped bodies. And he just rants on and on and he <laughs> walks out the door still rambling. Yeah, he's just like, I'm going to suck their blood out of them. <laughs> and he just fades. 
it's away. Oh my god, we had a good laugh at that watching that the other day. What what always wrecks me though, like the most about that, like I love what he's saying, but I love that when he says, "Why some have even called me mad," and they have this really villainous camera angle, like it's, you know, quote camera, like right. it's like it's, 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 it's like it's like super B movie low angle shot. Yeah. <laughs> he's like standing over you. <laughs> Like, like he's Bella Lugosi trying to scare you. It's yeah. just really, really good. So Farnsworth, I don't know if you've heard me say this, but the Farnsworth, like in the newsroom, I don't know if you've heard me say this, but um, Farnsworth is the entire reason why I'm like, hua? My hua? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody has caught on to that in the newsroom, but that's literally the reason why I say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Farnsworth is great. Um, one of my other favorite moments is it's in one of those. Uh, um, I think it was like the the anthology of interest. Oh, ones. I love those. Um, that 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 one that one where uh, Leela kills the entire crew. When she's a, just a little bit more impulsive. Yeah, 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 I yeah, love and, that. yeah and then she, and yeah, I, 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 I just love, I just love when like she, 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 um, she pushes him into that, into that hole, into like that, 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 the that with, the beast with, the, with the anteaters, yeah, yeah, and they, and they're, and they're, and they're like ripping him apart, and he's in the, and he's in the, and it's like, it's like super B movie. He's like, and he's like, he's like, and like, oh, you've killed me, you've <laughs> killed me, oh my god, what have I done? I just told you, you've, you've killed, killed me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Rex, me, I love it so oh much. Oh my god! As you can see, we love Futurama in this podcast booth. <laughs> so after, so after another dream sequence, uh, where he, you know, we we're, we're kind, we're kind, we're kind of, we're kind of exposed to his anxiety that mm-hmm. he's ruined his friendships, and uh, god, one more Lightspeed brand briefs ad. Yeah, <laughs> because apparently that extends even to like your like drug drugged out drugged out um haze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Fry goes to apologize to his friend, and Mom comes to try to buy the anchovies. He refuses, choosing instead to put them on a pizza to share with everyone. They absolutely hate it. She's like, holy hell, you're going to eat them? (laughs) I'll make sure to eat them all. You're a growing boy. (laughs) But it's fine. That they they waste all the pizza because Zoidberg arrives and gobbles the rest of it up. His people really, really love anchovies. Yeah. Um, and, and and with that, 100% erasing the anchovy from the planet. Mm -hmm. And we close on him menacingly approaching the camera with a lust for more fish. (laughs) Have you actually have you ever had anchovies? I I have no interest. I don't need fish on my pizza. Uh, I've never had anchovies either, but I am curious to try them ever since this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have an uncle that swears by it, but I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> no, no thank you. I, I don't think I I don't think I <laughs> No, I don't thank think you. I that. <laughs> All right, Tim, how does this hold up for you? If there's one thing that anyone should take away from uh, anything that's created by Matt Groening and the people he surrounds himself with mm-hmm. is that it should be this. They are keyed into society and how society operates. Mm-hmm. And they're aware that history comes in cycles. Uh, more so, More so than a lot of people. Yeah. Because you see articles all the time about how, like, um, you know, that Treehouse of Horror segment in that one, in that that, that, that one year, it was the where Kang and Kodos were, were, were posing as Clinton and Dole. Oh, my God. And everyone was like, oh, that, 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 um... Oh, that that predicted that predicted uh, that predicted um, Hillary versus Trump. It's like no, that's no. like most every presidential election. Yeah, literally. And but yeah, it, it just it, the same things are always happening over and over and over again. I think a lot of people don't realize that because they think it's like soothsaying and future vision. But no, it's just no. the same stuff was happening back in the '90s. The same stuff was mm-hmm. happening in the early 2000s, and the same stuff is happening now. They're just like different flavors or like different uh, topics or different issues or like either the dials turned up or the dials turned down uh, on the awareness of those things you know the, the specifics are the specifics are different but yeah it, it's exactly why 
we need to keep talking about this kind of stuff. These yeah. really touchy, awful subjects. We need to remember how this country was started. We need to remember mm. all, all, all that kind of stuff because, you know, if because if we don't, if all this gets erased, someone's going to invent it again. Yeah, I want to not do capitalism and uh, being colonized and having my my ancestors colonized. Thank you very much. If we could not do that, it's, like, cool. it's, like, it's, it's like obviously nobody likes to talk about slavery. But if we don't talk about slavery in like 300 years, someone's going to invent it again. God, I hope. And, not. and yeah, we, we need to remember that, yes, we did this and it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Can we move past this and learn and actually give people some reparations for the at, at, like real life horrors that no nothing can compare to really for the most part? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, Futurama, especially, is a show with a really big platform for uh, making fun of this other thing. And, and, and honestly, I think Futurama, as like as as a, as a series enti- in its entirety, mm-hmm. this episode obviously holds up pretty well. Oh yeah, there's nothing, nothing. They, they, they don't they don't do anything wrong that I could see. Um, but um, the whole show really holds up, especially now, because um, we're getting. We're inching a little bit. Cl- Obviously, we're only in 2020. We're, in, we're 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 nowhere near the year 3000. Mm. But the but the further we get into our future, the more we can see that wow, Futurama really nailed that one. Right. Oh God, I love watching it as I get old. Like as I get older and older, revisiting. This is why I rewatch things actually, um, and why I've rewatched so many things so many times. Um, I like to go back and uh, get new experiences from each rewatch. Each rewatch, I take something different away from uh like from Steven Universe, from Futurama, from everything that I've been, that I've, you know, binged and gone back to so many times. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, I, I feel like um, it helps me grow in, so, in some ways. I don't know. Stuff like that. No, I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel, feel you on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode in particular, too, it does a beautiful job of balancing that uh, societal satire with a very emotional human story about mm-hmm. Fry's homesick. It's, it's not as emotional as, as Futurama can get. Yeah. The episode with Fry's brother, the one with his dog, oh. um, the one with the bee. Yeah, so The Luck of the Fry-ish, um, that's the name of that first one. Jurassic Bark, the second one, and it stings? I don't know. I can't I think, recall. I think it's just called The Sting. Oh, The Sting. Yeah. <laughs> God, you know, Jurassic Bark, that, that, that episode's a low blow because it does not sound like it's going to mess you up as much. As it, it's, a, it's a pun. It's a pun on a dinosaur movie. And you just think, oh, this is going to be fun, Jurassic Bark. And then, and then what happens, happens. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm just. I'm restraining myself from yeah, crying. I mean, I'm, I'm right sure. Now. I'm sure everybody. I'm sure everybody knows what happens with uh, Fry's dog, but we won't say it just in case you haven't seen the show. Yeah. Uh, watch the episode for yourself. It's a beautiful piece of television comedy because it's a very, very funny episode. Because it, you know, Bender Bender gets jealous of Fry's dog or the potential of Fry's dog. Because you know, um, a boy and his dog, a, a man's best friend, and Bender's like, I thought. I was your best friend. You know that whole thing. It's like it's, it's it's like that's dichotomy because usually like when there, when there's when there's a human and robot movie, it, it's it's it, it's one of that's one of the kind of it's it, it, it's one of those uh, boy and his dog stories. Yeah. You know you got you got you got ET. You've got even oh, like even it. recently Bumblebee is basically that. Yeah. Huh. And um and um yeah it, 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 it's 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 really clever really well done. It just the ending will level you. Oh, God. <laughs> I can guarantee you. If you've ever loved the dog. It will level you. <laughs> and then the sad music at the end. Oh, okay, man. hold on. I have yep. mascara on. I cannot do this. Uh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So how about you, Leo? How did you? Uh, how did you feel about this? One? Um. 
Sorry, I'm trying to gather myself, pick myself up off the floor with a bucket. <laughs> so, um, I'm really glad that this episode didn't roast Leela too much because uh, she's uh, she's kind of queer coded in 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 the in the in a sense that she often fails to meet the standards for womanhood or of womanhood, and um, she gets made made fun of for things that transgender women generally would get ridiculed and discriminated for. Um, and I know it's satire, but there's people out there who don't get satire and they are my issue. Um, also trans misogyny isn't a laughing matter. It's human lives. So like be creative for once and <laughs> dig at a community that deserves it. Like the neo-Nazis or other oppressive groups. Yeah, exactly. And you have to, you have to remember, you, you have to remember that like, that like it is okay to, to satirize things like homophobia and stuff, but mm -hmm. you have to make sure that the jokes are pointed in the right direction. It's because, not. Because, because, because in a lot of cases, if you point the, if, 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 if the, la if the laughing is being done at the, at the transgender person or at the homosexual person mm -hmm. or just, just at, at, you know, at, 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 at the person of a certain race or gender mm -hmm. or whatever, um, then it's not funny. If the joke is being made at the person, you know, if, if, if the person is being punished yeah. for acting the way that they're acting, like like it's always saying Philadelphia, they're absolute, they're absolute monsters on that show. I bring it up a yeah. lot. They are they are terrible, terrible, terrible people with God. just terrible, terrible, terrible mindsets. I would say Dennis is the absolute worst of oh, them all. Oh Lord, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but 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 the thing, but the thing is that like um. Even though it may not look like it on an episode by episode basis, the more you watch the show, the more you realize that over the course of the seasons, their lives degrade. They're oh, slowly yeah. being punished and just kind of like languishing in hell. Yeah. And and I I, I feel I feel I feel like that's how you do that kind of satire. I I, mm. I know I know that like if I were to be if I were like a writer, I probably would try to steer away from that kind of stuff mm -hmm. just because I don't think I have a depth enough hand. Ah. I do I do like my dark humor, but I feel like yeah I I I definitely screw it up. This is why you hire sensitivity writers. And and you know checkers and people of color and queer people everybody yeah everybody should be honestly and just it's just, it's just even outside of the fact that we that 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 those people have more have more perspective on these certain things just in general just listen to people who are not yourself bro come on do it what are trust you scared me, of trust me it's not that hard it costs you literally nothing yeah to just to just shut up and let somebody else talk for a listening few to a marginalized community listening to a marginalized community priceless <laughs> yeah um where was I? Yeah, no, there's a lot of digs at Leela's um, failure at femininity, and it's a lot of laughing at her, not, you know, there, mm. it's just, it's, trust me, I've, I, I'm cued in on all the homophobic, all the transphobic stuff. Um, I have like a particular, you know, radar for that stuff. So it hits different. I, I internalize it differently. So yeah, um, a lot of the stuff that gets, a lot of the stuff that Leela gets made fun of or a lot of the humor around her is because she fails at um, womanhood. And it's never like a punching up kind of humor. It's always punching down. So that's my one. That's well, that's one of my well, I'm going to look, I'm going to go back and rewatch this entire series. But that's the one thing that the main prominent thing that I that jumps out at me. Yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like there's a lot. I, I haven't really watched those episodes as often as I've watched the original uh, four seasons, I believe. Mm. Um, but I know there. I know that like because we're getting closer to the time we're in now, the like 2009 the 2013, uh, the Comedy Central revival I think is a little bit better with this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. they're, okay. they're 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 a little more modern modern minded with this because because you know this this it, it, it's not, it's not an excuse, but this episode was this episode was made was made in 1999. 
Yeah. And, and just there, there, the people did not have the tools in their toolbox. No, yeah, of to course. To be able to understand this kind of stuff. And just society has been saying for has been saying for a very long time that, that kind of thing is okay to make fun of. Yeah, the early 90s, the 90s and the early 2000s to like the a lot of the 2010s were just a horrendous time for so many things. Yeah, that's like one of the most fascinating things to me is I'm listening to um it's called Parks and Recollection. It's a uh, it's a it's a Parks and Rec- Recreation uh, rewatch podcast. I'm a junkie for those um, podcasts where people who are on the show or made the show are rewatching the, 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 the are rewatching episodes one by one. I love um, that. Yeah, like that. Just if, if you if you if 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 you're looking if you're looking for them, Parks and Recollection, um, Parks and Recollection with um, Rob Lowe and Alan Yang is great, and Office Ladies with uh, with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, you know, um, are, are pretty great. Don't listen to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. They barely talk about Scrubs and they're jerks. Oh, okay, dang. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Um, doesn't uh, Welcome to Night Vale have something like that? Like. Um, doesn't uh, I have a feeling that Joe? I, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I believe Joseph Fink um, does the same thing with Welcome to Night Vale. Like they do a re-listen, not a rewatch, but like a re-listen, hmm. and um, like they comment. Some of the voice actors comment on it. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, but um, yeah, I no, like that stuff like that. Cool. I'd like the name of that if I if I could get it. And that, that 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 could be an angle for me to go back and listen to that show again. Yeah, exactly. Because that is such a different. Like I've made it up to. I've made it close to the three digits. I know that much. I think I'm already in the three digits based on, like from my last uh, mm-hmm. listen. But man, it's hard to get through the whole thing. There's so many episodes. Yeah, I stopped listening. But yeah, but, 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 um, just, just just real quick, going back to what I was saying about yeah, Parks and Rec Collection is a show where they're 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 very aware mm-hmm. of um some of the jokes they made back in uh, 2000, uh, 2000, 2008, I believe was when that show started. Wow, I was in eighth grade. Something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, but back then, yeah, they 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 made some jokes that weren't okay, and they and they actually do have serious conversations about wow. I mean, look, guys. We promise we didn't mean any harm, but mm. looking back, like, we, like, 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 we, like, we, we, we legitimately, we were, we were, we were, we were dumb and we were young. And you know, if anybody out there felt bad based on what we said in this first season episode of Parks and Recreation, you know, we're we're very we're very sorry. We definitely would not definitely would not have made that joke if we in, in a show we made today. We, I mean, we can see they've grown up because Brooklyn Nine Nine is actually a really Mm. Uh, friendly, inclusive show, despite being about police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only in fantasy, made-up fictional worlds can you really have that. Huh? Like I said, yeah, cops, <laughs> cops, cops creep me out in real life, but like, I do, I do, I do like my cop fiction because in a lot of cases, it's people, it's people who I think are as freaked out about cops as I am, mm. trying their best to like show that, like, no, this, like, the, here, here's, a, here's a version of it that works where cops aren't scary. Mm. If only. Nah, I'm here to um, defund and abolish the police because uh, as a person who's grown up in a lot of brown and black neighborhoods, as somebody who has immigrant, uh, a lot of immigrant relatives and family members like my mother and then her whole extended family. Um, I've never, ever, 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 ever had a good experience with cops and neither has my family. Well, yeah, neither is my family, so it's like, yeah, the whole idea of cops, ugh, I see one. I'm not even doing anything wrong. I could be perfectly fine doing everything perfectly legal. I could be, like, just everything's totally okay. And I see a cop, and I'm like, God, please do not pull me over. God, please don't try to talk to me today. Please just just, just pass me by. Pretend I'm invisible. Because, yeah. God, I, 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 I can only imagine. Because, like, I've, I've, 
I the, yeah my my I, 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 my my much like anybody else, I have never had an outwardly positive experience mm-hmm. with a police officer. It's usually neutral at best. Mm creepy and negative at at worst they they get they get they, they get they get real weird sometimes i just yeah. i i got i got i got i got pulled over one time for not having my headlights on because I, I went around a corner and i forgot to turn my headlights on because i was in my dad's car which doesn't have auto, auto headlights oh. and man that dude was like up in my face like I, and i'm and i'm and, I, and, and like and like it, it happened it happens like I, I can only imagine what other what other people of different races go through but like i'm oh, white yeah. and this guy <laughs> and this guy this guy was like convinced i was going to break into somebody's house wow you, like like he like he didn't, he didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't use he didn't use those words but he was like but he was like so uh so what's going on what uh, and like I, I we were just we were just at the in and out around the corner and I just was um I I I'm you know, in my dad's car yeah I forgot to turn on the things really and and I'm I'm just here to drop off my friend mm. and um and then the guy's like oh really really that's that's why you're here huh okay. well, don't let it happen again like it was 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 real creepy they all they all take a tone. You always the power stance they take is so ridiculous. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, they, 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 they I, I, I feel like they love their pullovers because, um, <sighs> just, just because of their posturing, they're always, they're always, um, they're always like above you. Yeah. And 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 and, and you're you're kind you're kind of like, you're kind of like shrunk down. So it kind of probably makes them feel like, man, I I've got this big power stance, and you're like shrunk down. Like just if if it was like if it was like if it was like a, a movie shot. Yeah, exactly. The, audi- the audience would definitely know that you were in the lower position. Exactly. God, and, yeah. I'm getting like anxiety just thinking about all this, but like yeah, the just, imagery. We 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 we've flown off the rails. Long story yes. short, long story short, um, it's honestly just the government causing all of this stuff. B- billionaires, the government's fault. Mm-hmm. The badness in the police system mm-hmm. is the government's fault. Honestly, mm-hmm. we need to like, we need to like get a crew together, and we need to just like rewrite it. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only revolution were near. Uh, <laughs> um, um, guys. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway. So, yeah, we're we're patriots here at we're patriots here at. Oh yeah, I'm a patriot of something. Um, <laughs> anyways, getting back on track. Um, I did like the ca- commentary about capitalism. I love satire. I really do. But I'm also very critical of satire, obviously, like you've like y'all have heard. It's easy to do it wrong. It's so easy to do it wrong. If you're not smart and you're not sensitive, you're going to screw it up. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I complain about capitalism on the daily. My my what's the word? My quality of life, my quality of life. My quality of life is uh, I'm always complaining about my quality of life because yeah capitalism without cap if capitalism wasn't a thing i would be prospering i would just be some indigenous boy down in mesoamerica or maybe even here wow i'd be living the life just chilling with my community vibing living off the land wow Mm. chef's kiss but yeah um i expect nothing but hilarious bits exaggerated animation and hot takes from the guy who makes the simpsons um like that's how i was that's how i read like when i was younger um, that's how I got into Futurama. Like my dad loves Futurama. My dad loves cartoons. He loves cartoons. This is a forty-five-year-old man, and he will sit down and watch. He's he will sit down in front of the TV and watch the new Johnny Test and <laughs> just like binge it. Nice. Yeah, I love my dad. Um, yeah. So um, when I heard like, oh, it's from the guy that made The Simpsons. Yeah, I'll watch it. And God, I love Futurama ever since. 
Um, funny cartoon is funny. Um, I can't speak for the rest of the series, but I do think this episode holds up. I'm sure there's a few episodes here and there that yeah. that, that, that that go down the wrong path. And of any, course. Any, any, any show that's made in like the 90s or 2000s is going to have some boneheaded episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're also going to have episodes that are far ahead of their time. I know Everybody Loves Raymond is a really big is a really big example of that. Where there's a lot of there's lo- there's a lot of episodes that are very, um, like it, it seems like a very standard uh, husband and wife sitcom, mm-hmm. but there actually is a very interesting dynamic going on between Ray and Deborah that, you know, that the, occasionally they sink into that usual dumb husband smart wife thing. <laughs> Uh-huh. But um, other but 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 other times they'll 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 mess with that dynamic where like he does something right, but she can't accept it because she likes having her high ground and <laughs> it goes back and forth and then the parents get involved and everybody's eventually like screaming at each other. Most most actually most episodes of that show are like bottle episodes, like just people in the living room screaming at each other. Oh my god! It's a very that 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 show definitely is worth a, a second look. I think and, and anybody out there who's written Everybody Loves Raymond off as a as a, as a as a as just a, as a standard boring bland sitcom, uh, there there is there is some stuff to glean there. There's some dumb episodes here and there, but there's definitely some interesting stuff going on sometimes. Okay, so I've never watched um, Everybody Loves Raymond, but I have watched Everybody Hates Chris. Everybody <laughs> Hates Chris is amazing. That's yeah, it is another level. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's, it sounds like we both agree then that uh, just getting back on track here. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like we both agree that uh, fish full of um, fish full of dollars. Is uh, it holds up? Yeah, again. I, th- I think the show as a whole, I think, will will ultimately hold up. We'll they're, they're, see. Gonna, they're gonna have some. They're gonna have some silly ideas. I mean, Frasier. I think Frasier holds up, but Frasier has some very, very, very silly ideas. They, mm-hmm. There's, there's some silly. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Sometimes. <laughs> so uh, just to wrap this up, uh, that will that will do it for our tenth episode now of Rerun Shuffle. Uh, make sure to keep an eye on this uh, podcast network. Uh, we've got a lot of. Uh, varied programming for you. Uh, there's Field of View, our sports podcast with Brian Calderon and Jesus Coronel. Uh, they talk at length about the Balloon World Cup this week. <laughs> Pretty wild stuff. Brian showed me that video and I was like, wow, a sport I understand. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Same. God, I love Don't Let the Balloon Touch the Floor. That was my favorite game as a child. Uh, we also have uh, a podcast that is hosted by that is co-hosted by me. Uh, six by six theater we unfortunately uh due to some scheduling conflicts didn't have an episode this week but next week we'll be back with a probably kind of long one cool. where we'll be talking about uh eternals um uh, last night in soho edgar wright's new movie and uh possibly my favorite movie of the year the french dispatch <laughs> uh wes anderson's new movie uh so yeah we'll, we'll be back with that talking for probably a very long time yeah, <laughs> about this stuff. probably <laughs> um and um the last episode we did, we talked a lot about. Uh, we talked about uh, Night Teeth, which is a vampire Netflix movie that I that I that I recently was lucky enough to be able to attend an early screening for, and uh, Dune, Denis Villeneuve's adaptation of uh, Frank Herbert's classic and very dry. I never made it through it. Sci-fi novel Dune. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very very. Uh, That's some commentary. Very very uh, intellectual book. I'm not. Mm. I'm not intellectual. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Check out our website, viewpointsonline.org. Uh, you can find us on social media on Facebook, Riverside City College Viewpoints, as well as on Twitter, Instagram at RCC Viewpoints. Uh, where can the people find you, Leo? Y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chupacabral. That is C H U P A C A B R A L at underscore. And yeah, um, DM us episode suggestions. Tell us you think that our our takes are wrong or right. I don't know. Just interact with us. 
<laughs> Please, we're begging you. Please. It's getting sad. <laughs> uh, but where can people find you, Tim? Uh, you can find me. I uh, co-host an independent podcast called The Super Awesome Variety Show. We talk mm-hmm. a lot about nerd culture and stuff, and we also <laughs> just end up yelling at each other because <laughs> we record late at night, and I get super jacked on caffeine and then don't sleep that night. Um, oh, great. <laughs> That's a wild ride. Uh, you can find that on Instagram at Super Awesome Variety Show and on Twitter at SavsPod. Uh, we curse a lot. Just fair warning, yeah. <laughs> in case you have uh, good Christian ears. Um, <laughs> and you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram, at Nacy Tim. Possibly not on Twitter for too much longer. Twitter's bringing me a lot of stress. Oh. And I'm not really getting a lot of business done there or exposure. Mm. And I just think, you know what? I don't need to hear any more about Spider-Man No Way Home leaks. I, I'm, uh, just, I'm, 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 I'm over it. <laughs> are there leaks because of um, Tom Holland? Well, it's... It, it, <laughs> A lot of them are fake leaks. Like there, there's, oh. there's, there's actually kind of like this big like, like, like cottage industry right now, of like people making people like I, I guess they must be making money off of it, or maybe they're just cruel and like to mess with us. <laughs> um, they like to toy with our emotions. But like, um, but like, but yeah, like this is kind of cottage industry of like pretending that you have information. So they'll, they'll, they'll just, they'll just make stuff up. Like it feels like every day they're like, oh, by the way, everybody, nobody talked about it, but the note with the second No Way Home trailer comes out at noon today. And then, and then it does. Okay, weird. The, the maddest I ever got though was when uh, somebody claimed that they dropped the trailer, but it turns out they took one of the Entertainment Weekly screenshots, and they made it look like a video. They put they put the little uh, Twitter play button in the middle, and it was Aww. just a picture. I thought you were gonna tell me they Rick rolled you or something, but that's even oh, no. worse. It was, it was, it was so worse. it was so low effort. Yeah, and so and 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 and, and, just, and, and, just, and just in general, everybody's like, hey, by the way, here's what I think about whatever movie and if you don't think that thing about whatever movie here's all the reasons why you're a substandard human being and should never be allowed to watch movies again twitter's a toxic horrible place hot take i know but i might be getting off of it soon so i don't tweet very often so um i just retweet the stuff that viewpoints tweets out honestly (laughs) at the same time i've only got like 18 followers so like why do i need to like i feel that i'm not i'm not signal boosting so why do i even watch after jacc you're gonna be like maybe i won't Maybe I won't delete my Twitter. Yeah, they're just... they're always trying to JACC's like oh uh, journalism conference that we're all going to um, this weekend. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be nothing but classes. It's not classes, Tim. <laughs> it's workshops. <laughs> Why do you keep calling it classes? Because it's easier for me to say classes than workshops. Oh my god, panels. Um, I don't know anything else but classes. You make it sound so boring and terrible when it's classes. <laughs> I'm like doing it on purpose at this point. Leo's gonna like <laughs> swing on me <laughs> when the mics go cold. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, I forgot what I was saying because classes. <laughs> Screw Anyways. education. <laughs> Anyways, that about wraps it up for this week's uh, rerun shuffle. Yes, we will see you all next week with something we actually. I am, I, I'm always tempted to try to, uh, to to tease the next episode. I'm like, oh, wait, we haven't figured it out yet, have we? No, I think for next <laughs> semester, we should just have a list of things and be like, all right, this will be the schedule. Or, yeah. I don't know, something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, yes. This show will, and yeah, so I, I, I guess we've now renewed, the, we've, we've, we've officially greenlit the show for season two. Oh, I guess. yay. Oh, yay. <laughs> We had we had we had to go through the, the 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 panel of the panel of executives, which is me, which is you and me. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so we will see you next week with 
a TV show. A TV show, yeah. <laughs> Big surprise. Thank you so much get, for listening. Get to speculating. <laughs> <laughs> All bye. right, bye. <laughs>